0: yeah, so I'm just like laying there like not itching as badly as I could be, certainly with the steroids, but like also not able to sleep and just being like mm. I like get down. I itch and I can't sleep and
1: I feel that I think I got I don't know what I got into, but like I went camping in Colorado and like have like this this like rash on my arms like here like it itch? yeah, and it itches. No. But it, at first, I thought it was poison oak or something. But then it's like it's not spreading as rapidly, and it doesn't have the same itch factor. Yeah. But like it popped up after I was camping, so I had to have gotten into something.
0: I wonder if there aren't just like a bunch of different poison things that we don't even. Yeah, it's I not was just ivy, sumac, and oak. But like
1: I was drunk and picking up sh- random sticks for the fire and carrying them in yeah. my arms, which it, it's like from here to here on my arms yeah. where I was carrying wood. For and sure, shit. you
0: can get just like mystery rashes of something on bark is getting onto you yeah it just might not be nearly as bad as i'll never forget
1: the one time i like went back when i was in boy scouts i uh (laughs) we were out we were out camping and i like had to go take a shit so i went into the woods and like took a shit but like squatted in the middle of like poison ivy and just got like poison ivy all over like like not just on my ass but like on my asshole (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and like just, just like having to itch it, and yeah, then yeah, every time
0: you, ever you, you want to wipe your butt, now you're fucking yeah, reactivating the itches, and
1: and then for weeks afterwards, because I'm, I'm super sensitive to it, like having to put calamine lotion on my asshole, but then also being in eighth grade and playing football and having to go to like football <sighs> practice and like running and sweating with it, and just like
0: oh, did you get steroids and stuff?
1: eventually i did yeah because at first i was so embarrassed by it that i like didn't tell my parents like (laughs) hey
0: hey
1: my asshole's fucked up right now you (laughs) got you know like so i just i just tried to put that like itches (laughs) yeah that that pink crusty calamine lotion on it
0: oh god oh the old school calamine too just like liquidy dripping stuff
1: but see here's the thing i kind of like it of course you do I have a thing. It's but the origin of all of your fetishes. I, it kind of is. Because <laughs> it is that like thick, crusty surface that it makes mm-hmm. is so good. Okay. It, it is. It's just like there's something so nice about it drying on your skin and sealing you in. Yeah. Not right. about your butthole, you but just like. Just
0: in general, if it's like on your arm or something. Yeah. I. W- It would be kind of fun except it's it's messy, exactly. I just don't like it's too messy and I'm just in so much agony at the time that it's hard for me to really fully enjoy it. There's a part of me that kind of enjoys that but, God, I hate poison mm. ivy. Because the first time I got it really bad was when I was, you know, traveling when Katie and I were traveling around the country, right? So it wasn't like I get to be at home being like, "Ah, let me put on this stuff. It was like, I just went for a week without any... Ointment well, at all. I was just like I didn't even realize what it was, and I just kept itching, and and just, it's
1: just pure discomfort. That's oh, horrible. Because the more you itch, the worse it gets, and right. then it spreads. Yeah,
0: exactly. So,
1: I wonder if there's people that that are into poison ivy.
0: I really like we even talked about that as a fetish because I do love. I mean, it just so good, and if you do just because there's been a couple of times when I've had it, and then I've like. R- I remember one time I was even at CVS and did some research and realized that like where I was at in the, in the cycle, it wasn't really going to spread anymore. So the only reason not to itch was like to not get like f- permanent scarring. And I was like, Oh fuck it. <laughs> I just like crumpled fucking, in the floor yeah. of the CVS and just scratched and scratched and scratched. Cause I was like, that's ah, all I want to do. And I mean it is like ecstatic. I mean, it's a I, good uh, feeling.
1: Back when I curated that like hour of like porn for that queer film, mm. queer film festival, the contrast film festival, uh, One of the videos in it was based around stinging nettle and, like, this girl putting on gloves and then rubbing stinging nettle on, like, another person and, like, dragging stinging nettle over them. How does that feel? It's kind of, like, kind of like a mix between, like, poison ivy and, in my limited experience, like, just accidentally getting in stinging nettle. Like, a poison ivy mixed with an itchy yeah stingy sensation but does it last
0: like she was giving them like
1: it's gonna it's not gonna last for like days right it's gonna it might last for like you know 12 to you know maybe 48 hours at the most but like even then it's not that bad right and like the video ends with them like rubbing like aloe and like anti like you know shit on it right to help with like the sensation
0: yeah
1: but you know, I mean, I mean, I one time I saw a kid in Boy Scouts. I saw a lot of wild shit in Boy Scouts, but I saw a kid fucking smoke poison ivy in Boy Scouts.
0: Just on purpose.
1: Yeah, just to like do it. How'd that go? Not well. He got fucking poison ivy in his, in his throat. Lungs? Jesus. Not in his lungs, but definitely his down his throat. Yeah. God damn. Well, the same kid stupid. that also drank diesel. You know.
0: Still alive, this kid? Yeah,
1: I, I get. I think so. Jesus. I don't know. With with that group of people, I know there's a few people who are no longer alive. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> I don't mean, you know, just growing up in a small town, like, people don't make it. There's going
0: to be some Darwinism happening.
1: Yeah, and not just that, but just, like, you know, people between, like, getting into drugs and just yeah. doing dumb shit and, like... Especially, like, the number of, like, farm equipment accidents that happen. Like, I don't think people realize, like, how many Mm, farmers just get limbs ripped off or are murdered just on the job, right? True. (sighs) Or people who are, you know, permanently paralyzed from getting kicked in the head by a horse or can't walk because Mm -hmm. they've flipped a four-wheeler over or they made a horse buck
0: them and then they wound up dying after the (laughs) internal organs all ruptured you know a lot of farm accidents (laughs)
1: lots of farm accidents this is the gender fluids podcast Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com and you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. <laughs> Although there would, that would be a good name for like a uh, bestiality porn called like Happy Accident on the farm and it's just Whoops. like you accidentally have babies with horses. It's like a breeding thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, just miniature horses, everyone. If you're going to have a horse, fuck you in the ass or pussy. Get a miniature horse. Don't you think... I mean,
1: even when I see celebrities with miniature horses, I'm like, you only got that to fuck <laughs> it. Like, I know you got it initially because you you were telling yourself you got it because you thought it was cute.
0: Mm-hmm. It but was I, cute, and then, and then one thing led to another, right?
1: Like, you're telling me you're not gonna look at that horse's dick? I that, mean, most
0: of us know, Ava, but... <laughs> the royal family, for sure.
1: I wonder how much a mini-horse cost good question i bet it's regional because i bet like you know if you're like you know fucking in the middle of california or something many horses probably more expensive but if you're in texas i bet i you can find, find a mini horse farmer or something that that'll let a runt one go mm-hmm. you got a lot more leeway
0: but it did <laughs> become a Ill- bestiality was criminalized in 2014 right 17 17
1: September first, twenty seventeen.
0: Okay, yeah. So, uh, so no longer legal to have sex with a miniature horse in Texas.
1: From back when I was doing my <laughs> bestiality joke. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there not a? Um, is there? Are there states that's it's still? Yeah, legal? there's
1: like seven states where it's still legal. I think like Wyoming's one. I want to say Alaska might be one, but so I'm not is sure. There
0: bestiality porn coming out of these places? Are we allowed to no, watch it in other states? I think
1: federally. There's, like, some shit that's, that's like, you can't look at it. We can't host it. You know, I don't know. But But
0: can you have bestiality porn on your computer if you live in Minnesota or whoever it is?
1: I guess so. I mean, this is what—I don't look into the deep technicalities of these things, right? (laughs) Yeah. I also am not like really looking to see like what the distribution of bestiality porn looks like. That's a hard, that's a dark road to go (laughs) down.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because you do hear about people getting busted for child porn sometimes. You do not so often hear about people getting busted for bestiality porn. I wonder they just Uh not, do they just not prosecute it or or follow it up? You know, do they not?
1: Yeah, because I mean. we really just don't care about animals Most, as much, yeah. right? And so it's like
0: we're mostly like, "Hey, that's gross. You're, you're just, just a so you weirdo." Know.
1: But like, I don't. I'm not afraid. You're trying Please to fuck don't my do dog, it,
0: but no one really cares. Yeah. But yeah,
1: but everyone's like, well, "You could be trying to fuck my kid, right?" Yeah. Like, There's a different type of like. Yeah, exactly. Worry don't there. fuck
0: my sheep, but fuck your sheep all you want. Really, I don't care. We're gonna eat, kill eat, them, them eventually. Them, exactly. Anyways. Like whatever.
1: Yeah, they really don't pursue. I mean, it, I'm trying to think. of The last time I saw someone arrested for bestiality porn. Because uh, people get arrested for abusing Dude, and that's fucking That's about the funniest thing
0: that you could get. Yeah, like it's if you actually did it, it's like okay. But if you go to prison because of bestiality porn, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, we know how they treat like pedophiles and rapists in in prison. How do they treat? Bestiality, yeah. Do you want to put your dick in the butthole that a horse's dick has been in? Yeah, like do you want a lot of farm animals have been back there, man? I don't know if you want to go there. I
1: think mean, that's a different level of sloppy seconds.
0: All <laughs> my holes, 14th. everything I've got has been inside. Or
1: you guys, look, I know I can see it in your eyes. You all want to fuck me because I'm into animals, but let me tell you how much animal come has been inside me. All the holes,
0: yeah, yep, every hole, nose so. hole, ears hole. Your mouth obviously I even um.
1: gotten to trying to drain it through my tear duct once mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You know the best cure a for a runny nose jizz. is yeah. like, <laughs> it's just to get some animal Netty pot of <laughs> Horse jizz.
1: <laughs> I wonder what the most liquidy animal cum is. Because you know they're all different consistencies. Oh, like animal cum isn't all yeah. the same as human Probably cum.
0: Probably duck because their dicks are so spindly. Right? It's like everyone knows their corkscrew, but most people don't realize that they're, it's not like a hard corkscrew. It's like a goopy yeah. ugh, little, um, yeah, I don't know, kind of like a worm, I basically. Think
1: I've only seen like three or four different types of animal jizz. Like I've seen horse jizz and dog jizz and cow jizz.
0: Yeah. I don't remember seeing any of their jizz. I don't think I've seen
1: pig or duck jizz.
0: I'm not sure I've seen any animal jizz. I mean,
1: I've seen horse jizz. I remember lean. vividly why I've seen them, right? It's not something that just like yeah. slips your mind. Like, when I don't horse... what
0: kind of childhood you had where there's just, you know, animals. Well, that... it's
1: horse jizz, like, you know, I just had a lot of friends that like bred horses and yeah. on farms and shit. But like, I remember one time them being like, you want to see how much a horse comes, okay. right? <laughs> but they didn't like jerk it off, but they held, yeah. they had like this like giant container full of horse cum i'm like that's how much it comes all at once so like yeah that
0: was one session
1: yeah and i was like that's fucking wild and then cow jizz kind of a similar thing because people are into breeding livestock like for competition and then uh dog jizz just because the internet's a wild place and i've seen dogs come
0: so Well, I wonder why Dog's some animals just so much. though. it's like we we know we have a, like millions of little possible babies inside of each sperm. You know, like like human jizz. It's so dense. Like horse. Yeah. Is it just because they're larger than us? They I need think to it just is. have like I think a bigger. Come a lot,
1: and maybe it's also their sperm larger. Maybe that's than why they're also genetically like fit. Is because they're giving the most chance, to the largest number, so the strongest. Shitload of yeah. Or maybe it's like, you know, just that historically they like have really low rates of reproduction. So they got to get as much out as possible. So you, you know, have a higher chance. Or maybe totally. it's just like those wombs are complicated. It's like fucking Pan's Labyrinth for in sure. there. And just,
0: blanket the <laughs> just <walls>.
1: monsters <laughs> hanging out uh, around corners and
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> not so everyone's instead, making it. We
0: say, for a, to, when we mean a lot, we say a, like a shitload of something. Why don't we start saying a horse load something?
1: Because I think you'd have to specify like, a horse's ejaculate load.
0: We don't. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> it speaks for Damn, self. buddy, that horse load. That large margarita. Ask.
1: That large margarita is bigger than a bucket load of horse cum. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Bucking a horse come, um, Yeah, because we'll children might assume that the phrase originates from, you know, like, oh, a load of horses being taken away. <laughs> and then when they're a little older, they come to find out, oh, you we, no, like a horse load. That's a nice <laughs> like thing a horse you should load. introduce
1: into our society. Because it's nice when there are things that you grew up and you're like, I had no idea uh, I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, this is about horse come. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, because like <laughs> shit, you don't always shit that much, shit load. Sometimes you have a little shit, whatever. But horses. are it's probably always a horse load. I'm sure
1: shit load is like in reference to like shit getting dropped off to be used as like fertilizer is probably where it came from. Maybe, like, yeah. like, oh, it's a shit load where it's like, it's, it's a, shit, a lot. Because
0: shit is pretty dense. so and yeah, you have to have for, a lot. You can't have a little bit of it, volume right? volume or mass, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? You're never going to order just a little shit. If, <laughs> if you're ordering poop from somebody, the shitload
1: guy's going to be like, I'm not selling we you shit. We have a minimum anymore, yeah. 50,
0: 50 <laughs> gallon, I don't know, probably more than 500 gallon. The
1: heavy breathing person on the other end is just like, but I like it fresh. I need it fresh.
0: <laughs> well, you're going to have to get six other friends together, and then you guys <laughs> yeah. can all just order a pint at a time together.
1: Oh, yeah. speaking speaking the of orgies, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of horse come, um, I don't know what these girls might be into. Maybe that is a thing. I highly doubt it, though. Yeah. I had like um, a great moment where uh, on Tinder I matched with this girl, and she happened to and we talked for a minute, and then I stopped responding as I'm wanting to do, and uh, out of just like I forget to check Tinder and I'm lazy. Uh, but it, it in our conversation, it turned out she had been at a comedy show I was doing earlier at Barrel of Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Over the Rainbow, maybe. But she was she yeah. was or er, er, they I could be butchering these pronouns, but I'm pretty sure she. Uh, was sitting at this like big table with like a bunch of like people. And I was just, I was like kind of doing crowd work and I was just like, they were into my shit and some other people weren't. And I was like, I fucking like, like y'all like y'all are into my shit. I was like, yeah. y'all look like the cast of glow season four right now. Mm-hmm. Cause they did. They just kind of had this vibe about them. They love that. So we, ha- I have to match with this girl, uh, on Tinder and chatted, didn't hear from her. You know, we stopped talking, but now months later, I got a message from them and it was like, Hey, would you wanna go to a all women's play party? And I was just like, um, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, of course I do. And it was like, Great, 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 great. We're definitely planning one, not for right now, but for like we're aiming for around October to be able to like think There's to do there. it, but we wanna start you know, they're doing the planning now, but I'm just like this is what dreams are made of please uh-huh. by october let's have like a consistent testing system at least yeah, so that yeah, like we can all be tested so it's like like if everybody if there's gonna be 15 people there if we all are like hey the party is next week let's all go get tested on the same day get at the same place we'll get our results back within two to three days of each other and then just don't leave your house for the next four days and we get to have this fucking orgy yeah like or play party like like and an all women play party which is what i've been waiting for right Mm -hmm. because like there are other like all women play parties but it's like sometimes it's run by different people and sometimes it has like this like a little bit of a woo woo vibe to it where it's like we're all here just like exploring our bodies Mm -hmm. and like being people and like kind of centered around like the tantra community and shit Uh. like that and whereas like this to me seems more of like a a bunch of like younger women just having like a sex play party together, right? Yeah, which sounds more along my speed.
0: So, yeah, what what ex- how would you define a play party?
1: To me, a play party is like it's a sex party, right? Yeah, labeling it as like a play party just
0: because no one would just call a- things orgies anymore, except for maybe some gay men. Well,
1: or some swingers. Like some yeah. there are just some orgies, like hey, we're all coming here and just fucking in the same yeah. place, right? To me, a play party has, like, a little bit more of, like, a ebb and flow atmosphere where it's, like, it's fine just to be naked and be voyeuristic. You can participate in, like, different act, sex acts around different people if you want. Yeah. When play is used specifically, though, for me, it takes on a little bit of a kinky term, meaning, like, hey, like, this is, like, a kink-friendly space, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you might say sex party instead of play party if, like, an element of kink wasn't going to be present, Right. Where it's like, oh, it's a play party. You know, you could set up a scene with somebody. You can indulge in a little bit of like BDSM activity, right? Mm-hmm. Th- there, yeah. It feels like a little bit more of an open and free, yeah. fro- free-, free flow environment than like, uh, hey, we're going to have a foursome summer or yeah. five summer. Hey, we're like going to an orgy or t- we're going to a kink party. Like a play party is a little bit more open and like. There's a little bit more of an element of a hangout enus yeah. sometimes too, right? Like it's not all action How all the it time. How does that tend to
0: get started? You said last time there was like a little speech or something and someone had a little activity for y'all or whatever. <laughs> what was that?
1: Um, I thought, which last one? No, trying you trying to think. Or
0: you said something about some play party you went to where they, or maybe it was hypothetical about the yeah, i mean, silly.
1: I mean, the, no, but I mean, there are like a lot of play parties and kink parties, right? Like, uh-huh. Or orgies or swingers events, most things, honestly, that involve, like, large amounts of adults having sexual interaction with each other. Start off with, like, a conversation at the beginning where it's, like, everyone is, like, there and, like, ground rules are, like, laid out, you know. And you go over, like, uh, you know, sometimes they're introductions. Like, if people want to introduce themselves, if people are looking for specific things, you can kind of, like, bring that up at that point. Like, house rules are laid out where it's, like, hey, like, don't go, like... If, you know these rooms are fine for these things yeah. like if you want to like do intense penetrative stuff please be in this space if you this space is just for like cuddling and like kind of neutral time you know there's no or like everywhere is fine to be nude but like just not in the kitchen the kitchen's like a place where you can go and like be clothed if you want to without any nudity you know Mm-hmm things like that at kink parties it's like hey please don't do piss play outside like this bathroom like no other bathroom but this one bathroom but yeah. in this one if you want to use the shower the it. bathtub feel free <laughs> stuff like hey please be able to know how to clean up after yourself like i don't want to be cleaning up yeah you know your blood or whatever a lot of places will be like you know no blood play unless like so and so is like supervising and you have like another person there, right? Like but all this is laid out at the beginning that way. Is it
0: considered blood play to like have some kind of penetrative sex with uh, someone who's on their period? Like you no, but it's it's not really considered <laughs> blood
1: play, but it is like a thing that like
0: you still want to clean up.
1: Yeah, and like for stuff like that, you know, a lot of times <laughs> a fun thing that a lot of people in kink do utilize are puppy pads. Oh, a yeah. little pads lay on the ground. Like, if you're going to be doing something where, like, you might be, like, squirting everywhere or you, uh, you know, are going to have, like, a fuck ton of lube or, like, you know you're on, like, your period. Yeah. You know, a towel works, but puppy pads also get laid down on things just because they're super absorptive. Yeah. And yeah. they don't leak through the other side as easily as a towel.
0: Yeah. Word.
1: But so I've, then, yeah. how
0: do so they do the announcements <laughs> and stuff? And then it's just like, all right, go. <laughs> I mean, kind of, There's, but no. People start drinking but, and talking, I assume.
1: Yeah. I mean, not at everything. Sometimes. At a lot of stuff, alcohol is not allowed. Yeah. But at some parties, they are. Some parties are like, no alcohol, but like a little bit of weed is fine. Right. You know, it's a it really is kind of it's a, like
0: your parents' house. <laughs> it's like a
1: DIY type thing where it's like, you got to figure out who wants what rules and who's comfortable right. with what and what people's boundaries are. You know, mm-hmm. I've been some that are completely sober and then I've, you know, there are others that's like, Hey, we're all going to take a bunch of Molly and yeah. do our thing. Right. Um, yeah. I
0: know that everyone would <laughs> be on Molly, but no alcohol, than alcohol, but no Molly for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, the how things get started it it varies. I mean, oftentimes it's like you know, there's a host that's like fine. Some people might like warm up with like little games, right? Like it's, it's at least at kink parties, right? Which is the majority of Ooh, my experience, which just like. You know, let's start off with like some cute like light flogging or like let's do like a little bit of spanking before we we jump into a scene. I don't know not necessarily in a circle, but like pairs of ones and the idea that it's like an
0: improv warm up where (laughs) everyone's like (laughs) plays a little game together like that.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes there are lessons, especially at Kink Things, someone will do like a demonstration of a thing Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: everyone's watching a thing happen and like that since that's the first thing that has happened, like kind of like in Leads can, can like move it. into people being like, Ooh, I want to go do this. Yeah, right. Yeah, That do, makes sense. You know, yeah. a lot of fun, but I was just fucking pumped that like in the it's middle something of to look forward to. Yeah. And also that, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, it's like, okay, we're going to find a safe, smart way
0: mm-hmm. to like
1: keep this going. And like, fuck yeah for having the fourth I'd be Like, look, it's probably going to be around October, but yeah. we're here, you know, early July planning for it. That's cool. I hope it falls. I hope it works.
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens with the country and the world. You hear (coughs) Kanye West is running for president. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I had like a, a moment driving up to Colorado with my Mm -hmm. sisters. Mm -hmm. We're like, (laughs) we were all in the car and, and I, I kind of thought this might happen, but I had become unaware of it again. Like the thought that this could potentially go down crossed my mind. And then I forgot about it, you know, Mm -hmm. but days later it did happen. We're like, we're driving, we're in the middle of, you know, nowhere in Texas. My little sister's driving the car. I'm up front and I'm DJing and my middle sister's in the back. And we're like, having like a women country like jam out time like playing stuff but i ended i went down the dixie chicks finally ryan's like mm. all right we've done like reba and loretta lynn like you know worked through some people and so dixie chicks time and so when wide open spaces came on we're like driving and like i don't sing in front of people or at, mm. or really at all mm. right i don't like my singing voice i've like had a lot of like bad experiences singing in front of people when i was a child that have scarred me from singing and really avoiding singing
0: mm-hmm.
1: or learning lyrics to songs even because i i just focus on the music because mm-hmm. the idea of learning lyrics scares me because it's just oh. singing right
0: it's a slippery slope to accidentally singing yeah
1: <laughs> and so um <laughs> so i i really avoided it but like i know every goddamn word to m- most every dixie chick song yeah that's what who doesn't? I mean that's really. like what I grew up listening to in my mom's car, right? Yeah. Driving around with my mom. And so wide open spaces comes on and like my little sister like starts singing the song. Then my middle sister starts singing the song. I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm gonna sing. And so like uh I like sing like two or three words like the chorus and then just like am overwhelmed to just like start crying. <laughs> <laughs> just like burst into uh, tears. Yeah, I guess that could happen. <laughs> because it was like it, I mean, yeah it was too it was too beautiful and perfect where it was like with
0: your
1: sisters yeah where i was like i've waited my entire goddamn life to be a girl on the, a road trip with my sisters driving singing through the middle of nowhere wide singing spaces. wide open spaces <laughs> and like you know like she needs a room like i couldn't even <laughs> sing the fucking words because i was choking up and i didn't say anything right because they were enjoying it so i'm over here trying to wipe my tears away that was like, your way
0: of avoiding singing
1: <laughs> my body was like no
0: you're not saying we we're crying. crying
1: before at the beauty of this moment before we'll sing <laughs> and then my sisters were like what's going on because i kind of laughed at yeah. myself for a second i was like i'm saying i'm crying like why i was like it's just i can't i'm singing <laughs> with my sisters it's a lot i can't explain it uh-huh. I like, couldn't even, it's one of those moments I can't even bring like the magnitude of the feeling I had into words where it's mm. like, how do I describe the y'all what's going on right now? I've waited my entire life to sing Dixie Chicks with my sisters, which sounds stupid, but the importance of it is like so wild, right? It's yeah. like one of those moments that's like, oh, this is a genuine sister moment that like I've missed out on forever and I finally get to have that, right?
0: just want to be able to sing the girl part with your sisters. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Or
1: just, And not even just to be able to sing it, but just to like be part of that group, yeah, right? Yeah, to
0: be with that. Yeah. Ah. Uh, hmm.
1: But it was great.
0: That's good, but again, that was also just your way of avoiding singing. You should sing.
1: I mean, I sing a little bit by myself, but like I don't do karaoke. and well,
0: karaoke's different because it's always some other version of the song. It's always a little off. Like, but I mean, to like, perform. I don't even
1: know. I like you know, there aren't songs. Most of the music I listen to are, aren't singable songs. I listen yeah. to a lot of metal and punk, and then like the songs that I listen to that are more melodic are typically instrumental i listen to a lot of jazz and then like where stuff like you know like pro like all the prog stuff i sing or i like the vocals are like fucking out there where it's like i don't have getty lee's range you know i I don't
0: part of your how far you've been pushed into that is your desire not to sing so you're like well i'll just get into all these musics it wouldn't make sense
1: yeah i mean on some level i'm sure (laughs)
0: Although I mean, now but, I mean, you you really do love all those types of music and they're all great types of music but I, and blah blah and blah and I but. do
1: like I do have like certain songs that I kind of sing tenacious D for some reason is the one thing that's like within our range that I sing. I,
0: I knew what that music was like. Is it one of those where you like half speak half sing? No,
1: it, no, no, no. I mean it's singing, but oh, okay. it's like it's Jack Black's band. Yeah, I don't know why, but his voice just seems to fit within like the range that I can kind of sing okay. in. Okay. But, and there are a couple of other things, but like, I I mean, I do appreciate lyrics, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Especially like, you know, just mm-hmm. growing up trying to deal with like being queer in a small town, and the lyrics were super important because I was always yeah, looking yeah. for things to identify with, but yeah. I just never wanted to sing them.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's just like really, really, because I mean, a lot of people are uncomfortable singing and don't sing enough, whatever, but I wonder if particularly trans people are just not singing because they don't... You know, like the way their voice sounds a, that sounds—that is a big deal. I mean, I've always had my own relationship to, you know, my voice and singing the men's and women's parts and every, everything. So I can only imagine if you really just feel like your voice is totally opposite from what you want it to be, then it, yeah, yeah, it could be pretty painful, and that just sucks. No wonder y'all are killing yourselves. You're not singing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have a I have a good friend who's like. A beautiful singer, trans girl. And uh when I was like looking at thinking thinking about looking at, you know, like okay, what is actually involved in like changing your voice? Because it's not something hormones does, it's something you train yourself to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um I I was talking to her about it and she like sent me these links, but she sings, like she's always been a singer, and so she was like, I, I found a lot of tips here to help me like change my voice, you know? Yeah. Like, she, I mean, she's really nailed it. And there are a lot of great trans singers and who have, a, like, a wide range of voices. But, yeah, definitely, like, I've, like, heard people be like, yeah, I don't sing because, like, I can't sing in a range that makes me yeah. feel like if I got to sing down here or whatever, right? Like, that's just my range. Because yeah. like, we'll vocal training is hard, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like learning a new instrument and, like, figuring that shit out, for like, sure. on mean, your is own. An is an
0: lo- but, no, I mean, it's funny because then for me, like, I have a pretty, like, alto voice. Um, and I like singing both like parts, like if there's, you know, I'll sing the both and the man's and the woman's and I love that. And then I love when I can sing men's particular, like a good tenor, like a high tenor. Like I love singing high tenor and like there's a particular kind of doing masculinity or whatever in that. And then, but like, so I've had to heal my relationship with singing like, like higher soprano stuff because it does feel like weird to me sometimes, you know, to be in that range. But I also yeah. think it would feel weird to me to be like super low bass too. I don't know, all that. But but that so many songs are not really made for my range either. I'm just like a little too low for most women's parts and a little too high for most men's. And so I have to figure out how to like change mm. keys and blah, blah, blah. But yeah.
1: See, I think that's really interesting because there's definitely... More men that sing higher than there are women that sing lower. Like if yeah. you just think through back the like history of like R and B and pop, yeah, right. Like men singing high isn't something that's like abnormal, but you don't see a lot of women that just have With like really low deep voices, voices yeah. right? I mean, not to say that they're not out there and don't there aren't great yeah. singers like that, but just like. Mm-hmm the number wise.
0: Maybe it just hasn't been encouraged, you know, for, because it was just seen as too masculine and that's too upsetting for yeah. people. Whereas for men, there's just been a long tradition of castrati or just like, Oh, it's seen as, um, virtuosic or, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, we, we know we love that. We know we love when a man can hit that high E you know, holy night. Like it, don't, it doesn't matter if, People are upset, you know. We don't get upset about gender for whatever reason because it sounds so beautiful, but the same is probably yeah. true on some level for I mean, me, low women's voices.
1: Getting over, I mean, I had to like unlearn a lot of like voicey bias, like when I was getting into like different types of punk music because like it took me a long time to find a way to enjoy women singing punk you know for a while it was just like Ugh, like i just don't like your I just, don't vo- buy it. I just yeah i just don't feel it and like yeah. i knew i knew part of it was wrong right like yeah. there was part of me was like okay there might be a preference Sexism, to a, a degree here but like it feels like on the whole and it is it was like after like you know a minute, i was like okay it it clicked now i do have yeah. a preference like i do like certain types of like female vocalists over others in punk just like every yeah. other genre but like voices are weird like the way we like judge voices and like uh i don't know work them into our like conceptualization of a person's like hmm. kind yeah. of impactful but also one of the most background things right like yeah. you, you do it so instinctively and you really don't think about it until like maybe you're talking with their friends like have you ever noticed how they always say xyz this way right mm-hmm. like you know how so-and-so's voice always does this or they have this way of yeah. talking like it's not something you might have th- consciously thought about until you sit down to talk to someone but then all of a sudden you have like a lot of opinions yeah. about it
0: yeah yeah because voices do vary in so many different ways not just our kind of pitch range but anyway yeah trans people should sing though everybody should. Everyone sing. should sing i've
1: been working on it Yeah, I have to be like by myself and find a song and turn it up real loud. Yeah, exactly.
0: Turn it up real loud, by yourself, start there and then you just kind of work your way up. But yeah, I remember Lucy Lawless was on Rosie O'Donnell's show and they were just talking about singing all of a sudden and I guess, you know, one of them was quoting something from maybe Greece, I don't even know, but it was just like, it doesn't matter if you're not good enough for anybody to hear you, just sing, sing a song. And I heard that at whatever age I was that I was in Xena and I was like, Oh, cause I love singing, but my whole life just really struggled with, you know, singing in front of people. And when I was in, I was in, um, seventh grade, I was in this amazing choir that was like this award winning thing. Like my sister had helped get me into cause it was too terrified to even do like, I didn't even audition and I, whatever, but I just never wanted to sing out loud and it was whatever. And, but over the course of my life, finally, I remember in college, like my freshman year, my roommate <sighs> and I like drove a lot together and suddenly like. I don't even know if he sang or not but I think he must have and we just sang like all the dorky songs we were into in 2004 or whatever and we just sang and sang and so from there I just started a little bit more and a little bit more singing in front of people and it's just like, one of the most liberating things because I fucking love singing yeah. and it helps me regulate my emotions that's what I'm saying about like that's why trans people are killing themselves it's like that's one of the main things that i do like to get through kind of quote-unquote negative emotions or whatever just to even like regulate myself it's like it's a hugely important to my emotional health to sing
1: Um, i mean just beyond singing though i think like having any sort of like creative outlet that like doesn't have a productive end Mm. is like a super helpful thing to keep anybody from killing themselves right like Whether it's singing or just drawing or knitting or (laughs) fucking like you, you really like flowers and plants, or you really you know want to woodwork, or you just like. You know, having some sort of, like, creative outlet that you feel like you're putting yourself into and you can work your shit out through is, like, meditative and, like, helpful. And, like, the fact that you're not trying to do it to be the best at it. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. have – there's nothing productive about it in that you're not trying to get any sort of, like, compensation or any monetary value out of this thing. I mean, if you make great chairs and are a woodworker, you know, sell your shit, whatever. But, like – Oh, yeah. Just like, yeah, just singing. Having something that you're doing just for you. Yeah, just playing guitar. Just like fucking get two spoons and bang on the counter. I I
0: do think there's something special about music.
1: Yeah. Should aim for music. No, I mean, anything involving breath and speaking, there's something special about, right? Like anything involving like projected sound from your body. Like you are producing this thing. Like there's something like wild about that. You know?
0: Yeah. Word. PSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For all the queers out there who aren't sing. singing, please sing.
1: Okay, here's the thing. I, th- I, I don't know if this makes sense or not.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: it makes sense. But um, I I was... On FetLife and looking at people on FetLife, I forgot about FetLife and like trying to wonder how they're doing in the
0: Corona times. I think
1: they've picked back up. I know I have a few friends who've been like, "Yeah, I got back on FetLife for the first time in like years, right?" Um, so I was on there because I also I never got off it, but like I'm not active active on it. Yeah. Um, but I just got on there to browse around and I was looking at people who were into different fetishes of mine and trying to find attractive people people who are like genuinely attractive to me like who are into my fetishes and like and then i'm like looking at like you know tumblr after that and also again looking at people who are into my fetishes specifically cis men who are into my fetishes that are attractive Hmm. and i couldn't find any and then like once i started finding a couple it seemed like they were way new into like whatever i was looking for at the time right Hmm. but i i've i had this kind of like train of thought realization whatever that people who are into and know that they are into certain fetishes earlier on in life are typically going to be less attractive (laughs) because they've already been shunned by like our like system of like looks and yeah. desires right they've already been shown that they are outside of that and so they're naturally well, mo- well they're just more receptive to like look within themselves yeah. and like when they realize they're into a thing i don't think they feel as much pressure or stigmatization in pursuing yeah. it and learning it whereas like if Makes you're sense. fucking joe's six-pack and you're fucking not joe six-pack but if you're like you know yeah hot you know boy model or like joe whatever six like pack feel-
0: referred to beer not abs right yeah
1: i, did. I was thinking like <laughs> joe <laughs> six pack not I beer it should be
0: both yeah six packs yeah
1: right. but um i feel like you have more pressure to like adhere to the standards you've been set yeah. into as opposed to if you're already outside those standards you're able to like Go for it and learn it a little bit more quickly, which is why any time I find somebody <laughs> who's like genuinely experienced and stuff, and I'm like
0: they, they, they reading ugly. about
1: them and like, yo, all your shit seems great. Let me see some pics. Ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. Like, They're I'm sorry, I don't, I don't fuck dudes in rimless glasses and fedoras. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, it doesn't happen.
0: Little sideburn things,
1: yeah, or just
0: patchy facial
1: patchy hair. Facial hair, you know. I don't use care the who word. you are, or
0: how you identify. It. The patchy facial hair is not going to work. No, it's, it's not going to work.
1: Never a good look.
0: And keep that, shaving until, if and when you get the chance to grow facial hair. Also, Plenty of cis men never grow good facial look f- hair. Look
1: good on very few people. Yeah, no one not, needs to wear pinstripes. Stripes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fedora. I mean, <pen laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: You know, okay you're not just talking about unattractive then you're talking about socially different
1: not just socially different but i'm just saying like that the looks Divergent. that you see that accompany that shit yeah. yeah but here's the thing it's like it's not as if i'm finding these dudes because they're not like getting i guess you could say getting action or whatever within mm-hmm. like like these dudes know what the fuck they're doing they're good at like yeah. their kink or their fetish or whatever their activity is and like they're doing it with, like, beautiful women and, or men and all sorts of people because they're really good at it. Yeah. Like, there is this kind of, like, thing in the kink community where it's like, yeah, you don't always get, like, a solid eight, you know, or even a seven. A it's like, yeah, because that because the skills are more important than the looks of the person doing it. This is like, why I don't
0: get involved in kink stuff, because I'm like, yay, you still got to be a seven. You can be as good as you want to with the ropes and the whatever, but, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, everyone, but to me,
1: I don't know how much weight that whole idea holds as a, in general, right? You know, like that, that if you are less attractive by conventional means, you have a higher propensity for embracing your kinks and fetishes earlier on in life, Mm -hmm. which is why the people that you see that are really good at what they do,
0: yeah, they gotta start really young before. Yeah.
1: And it's mo- but here's the it's mostly cis men. The yeah. the women, trans women, cis women, and the non-binary people across the board that are good at it are typically attractive. Yeah. But it's like the cis men that seem to like be affected by yeah. it the most, because like the hot guys that I've seen that are into kink or BDSM or whatever aren't that great at it. You know, they yeah. they they really don't know. It's just generally,
0: too hot men. We're too easy on them as a society, and you know, so they don't learn how to do stuff good.
1: But yeah, I want, but I, I I didn't know like if that is true. Like, how far does that reach? Right, like like you know, we talk a lot about like people being attractive or not attractive to us, but like maybe there is something like you get. Like how being queer Unplugs you from the matrix So to speak A little bit early on mm-hmm. Being unattractive Also unplugs totally. you Right But I
0: don't know But I was like An unattractive kid And well I mean I guess I was into Whatever I was into At the time Yeah
1: But you're also like You know Circumstance Like you were also Mormon So there yeah. was like A heavy level Of indoctrination there But like
0: And the internet Wasn't quite There yet For a while <laughs> you have anything? Um, well, here's, it's just this weird little question. Because I think that slave dude, the the It slave, oh, um, yeah. dick in a box, whatever, um, It was talking about uh, me as, I think it called me a service top. And at first I disagreed because I didn't even realize it. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I think we've been saying service bottom for me. And I'm like, what? it's a service top. Is that just a top? What is a service top? Am I a service top or a service bottom?
1: I mean, one, I think you're probably a little bit switch, of both. Service yeah. Switch. But like, um, a service top is somebody that like kind of bottoms from the top in a weird way. So it's like, if you're thinking about it from like a penetrative aspect, it's like, it's a cis dude that like, you know, is a top is like going to do the fucking, isn't going to get fucked. But like, is, doing it as an act of service. It's not an act of dominance, right? Yeah. So, like, service top is referring more to the act itself than, like, the role, but what right? Well,
0: what's a service bottom, then?
1: Uh, a service bottom, I don't... It's someone who just gets fucked a lot, I guess. I don't no, know. No, I see,
0: I thought a service bottom was the thing that you're calling service top. I thought a service bottom was, like, you're... Because you're on top, but it's as a bottom. It's from a bottoming spirit of I'm doing this for you, but I'm servicing you. I thought that's what we were saying. So that's why now that you're saying that service top, a service bottom, I'm serving you by being a bottom. No, I think think service bottom means what you're saying, you know?
1: Let's just look it up. Okay. Now now I'm confused and genuinely
0: done. See, that's what happened to me. And I've actually been like low key having it on my maybe talk about on the podcast list for weeks. So I just kind of forget. But I do think about it every now and then. Yeah, okay. So,
1: service top. Service top. Someone who is a top in bed but likes to service the other person, mostly doing things for the other person's pleasure rather than dominating okay, them.
0: Okay, sure. So, that's a service top. What? I feel like service bottom just doesn't. Oh, because if the person likes fucking you... Oh yeah, so then you could just be like a service you can bottom, fuck me a submissive that prefers
1: given given to give sexual offers than to receive them. God, I'm such a service bottom. I love going down on my master. It's right. so like a service top again. Like I think it's more thinking about it from like a penetrative place, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the example they give is like, yeah. It's about like someone just getting fucked as well as they want. Like a service bottom, yeah, it's more about like giving like oral pleasure and rec- and just being fucked a bunch and just like you like to give like the things that the other person wants. And a service top is like you're like, they might be laying there and getting fucked, but you're not dominating them. You're fucking the shit out of them because that's what they want you to do. You're right. serving them as a top. I think it's a pretty fine line between the two, right?
0: Yeah, and so the idea is that Well, I mean, but that makes sense. But then the idea is that if you're, like, instead of being a service top or service bottom, you're just, like, a regular top, that um, you're fucking them for your pleasure or you're dominating. Are you really dominating? I don't know.
1: It's not that you're dominating them, but, right, like, so as a service top, it's, like, your main, like, objective is their pleasure. And so, like, you might, like, persevere or fuck at a pace that, like, isn't necessarily the most pleasurable for you,
0: but isn't like this you just kind of like like good sex what you do like, you mean i mean unless you're doing a kink thing where it's like i'm gonna fuck you for my pleasure or whatever then isn't it just like yeah you should be trying no, but to i mean
1: somehow you know how some people some people just have on. like different sexual identities right or just yeah. like you know like they like i'm like me ava i'm a bottom that's just and that just kind of informs how yeah. i do things if i was just like me ava a service top i would think about that when i'm like picking who i'm gonna fuck so it's like hey like when I fuck, like, I really... I don't think as much about myself. I would rather just focus on you. Yeah. And that way, like, that descriptor can be, like, an active part of this, like, sexual relationship, right? hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. you can, like, translate it into kinky things. Like, since you're a service top, here are all these other roles that... Uh, then well, I apply guess, to you I right guess
0: if, if you're just a regular top the thing i was make is like if you're just a regular top it's not that you're not working for the other person's pleasure it's that you're also kind of working for your pleasure whereas you want it to be understood if you're telling someone your service top you're like please don't worry at all about my pleasure because i am just going to be worrying yeah about
1: pleasure. or just let them not that they shouldn't worry about your pleasure be conscientious of you right mm. it's like a human they're fucking but like hey the it's going to seem like maybe I'm being ignored or I'm not getting what I want, but really that is what I want.
0: Right. That's interesting. Okay.
1: Oh, I got a fetish. Okay. So I found it. I was reading this erotica and it's a thing I've never been into before, but like came up on a page I follow on Tumblr. Um, and it's, uh, non-consensual robo transformation where a person through whatever means has been captured or is like immobilized and the erotica is them feeling themselves being transformed into a robot right like bit by bit
0: oh you mean like all the major tech companies are doing to all of us every day
1: even better (laughs) so like Um, like it's, it's kind of like the doll transformation stuff I'm into where like
0: determinator,
1: not necessarily a determinator, like maybe like a sex robot or whatever, but like it's
0: turning you into a sex robot. The descriptions
1: of it are just like amazing. Like the one I read, I really loved because it talked about like, you know, you're frozen and you're unable to move, but you're mentally aware and panicking. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite thing is reading like the description of somebody who's Mm -hmm. aware of something happening to their body that they don't want to happen. Like I, it, that's like my ultimate bottom like moment where it's like i feel my body forcibly being changed into a thing that's like that i'm just gonna <laughs> so
0: clearly dealing with your <laughs> trans issues you know
1: no in this no this is more about control and just wanting to be like a useless hole um
0: oh, i thought it was more like you know because as you grow up and you watch your body change you're like no and so here you have these fantasies about your body forcibly being changed in ways you like supposedly don't want I don't know.
1: no but i mean so i could see that kind of but like i was so unaware of like my body actually was growing up that mm-hmm. it didn't really factor in this is more about like uh bringing like an intense presence into my body like you're so Mm. present in that moment and feeling your body change and having to live through each sensation as something happens and it's like that mix of it's technically pleasurable but you don't want it to happen right And, and but not being able to move so it's just your mind focused only on that thing yeah that's kind of like where my head goes in it but it's like in this story this girl is trapped there And, like, uh, they, like, spray coat her in, like, this nanotechnology spray that slowly starts to, like, graft to her skin and then become her body. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's not painful because, like, you know, in the nanotechnology, they, in the story, they secrete, like, a an aphrodisiac type of sedative so it's like
0: wait what's the word not aphrodisiac oh it makes you turned on yeah it like
1: turns you on and like sedates you and so like (laughs) you just feel like turned on by like this thing that's happening but at the same time you're aware like no i don't want to be transformed and then it describes each part of the body like neck breast like stomach like genitals inside the butthole it talks about how like you can feel it coming from the inside of out like molding the walls of like in this it's a cis girl in this case but like molding the walls of her vaginal canal and like feeling herself become robotic and like losing control over her body even though she can still feel it like super hot but this then led me down like a you know rabbit hole of like there's this whole world of robo transformation of people like in different circumstances being transformed into robots and, like, are being programmed as robots, right? Like, to where essentially it's, like, you are no longer a human. You're a robot running on programming to, like, whatever your master's desires are. And I was, like, that's, that's fucking cool. hot.
0: Yeah, that's a fun one.
1: And it brushes up against hypnosis in that, like, people are hypnotized into robots where it's, like, you know, someone's, like, trigger word being hypnotized or into a certain state might be, like, open subroutine blah blah blah, right? And then Mm -hmm. that snaps them into like a certain mode, right? I was like, fuck, I'm into this.
0: Did you say you stumbled across some erotic fiction? What?
1: Yeah, it was on Tumblr.
0: Oh okay. Well that's cool.
1: It wasn't long, it was just like a few like paragraphs, right? Mm -hmm. It was really well written. Not really well, but the story is great.
0: (laughs) You'll never, you you always do that with the erotic picture. And you're like, it was really well written. I mean, it wasn't that good. (laughs) It's like, what if this person ever hears this (laughs) Just let the compliment stand. I mean, well, what
1: it is, is like, I don't want someone to then read it. And be like, like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, so I was horny when I was reading it, so I was like, oh, "This is fucking re- like reading Proust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good." Yeah, exactly.
0: Let's just say that uh, we can't speak for how it was after you know, how would have been after you would come. So, but at the time it seemed good. Um, I haven't read erotic. I just don't go like I don't know how to go explore for stuff that I might like. I guess I'm not on Tumblr. It's the hmm. thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Robo transformation. It seems to be super popular, too.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Plus, it's, again, literally what's happening to us just psychologically for now and the fact that we constantly pick these things up. I mean, we really are kind of becoming, you know, like slaves to technology more and more. So I just, you know.
1: uh, Well, I don't know if we're becoming slaves to it. Walter Benjamin has this really interesting idea about technology and technology being a part of nature Mm -hmm. that, like, we are integrating with. Interesting. Given he was writing in like 1933 and yeah. 36, not right now, but, quite but I think it's still applicable that like we're in an era of second technology where we're functioning seamlessly together.
0: Yeah. We're going to be merging with the machines and then they're going to start turning us into machines.
1: I'm physically. all here
0: for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just, we're starting on our minds and then next they'll take our bodies. So, yeah. Yeah. It is your fantasy.
1: I've said forever, if you can biohack me and, like, give me some, like, cool fucking upgrades, like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I don't get the resistance or the hesitancy to, like, do it. Because it's like, who gives a shit what we do? How do you know you like like like... being human better? (laughs) Yeah. You can't can't tell me that if I had a bionic cattail, I wouldn't be infinitely happier.
0: I mean, I would prefer not to have the cattail, but I believe you that you say that you would prefer that so I'm happy for you. I'll point them in your direction when they come with their little tools.
1: Anything on robot stuff? Besides they're taking over our brains?
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like the idea of being turned into a robot, like... I like the idea because already we don't know if we have free will, right? But it's this like weird question of like, do I have responsibility for my life even then? Or can I just, and I am just watching? Can I work harder or not? I don't know. But if you just knew that you didn't have any free will and that you were inside of this thing and you were just like watching your life from the inside, you know, that, I think that's what appeals to me about that. Like how wild would that be like?
1: So you, for you, you would have to know you didn't have free will.
0: Well I thought you were saying that they were making you like into a one where they were controlling you.
1: Well yeah, but the 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 i the fetish itself is the transformation. The afterwards I guess could be a second fetish where you don't have free will, but like really what I was bringing up was like this idea that like you're aware of being transformed into a thing you yeah. don't want. So like the idea of like not having re- free will and like being okay with that kind of takes away the transgressive non-consent element of it right
0: well yeah i mean i'm not saying yeah none of this is what i would choose right now um anyway but if it were happening to me and you realize that there's nothing that you can do to really fight the process because if you could struggle then you might that might be annoying to feel like that but if you're just like the the process of accepting what's happening to your body feels like a really interesting zen exercise to me to be like Okay, let's. We may as well just be thrilled about this because it's what's happening. And here I'm going to turn into a robot and someone's going to use me for weird sex stuff. Giddy up. (laughs) You know? I can dig that. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of interesting to be like, I wonder what they're going to use me for. This will be, this is a new adventure. I could get up to hopefully no poop. Hopefully this isn't going to be one of those centipede oh, things. Oh, man, I don't end up yeah, a <laughs> shit robot. <laughs> I don't know why some guy wants robot people to eat his shit, but I hear some people get turned into those ones. <laughs> There's
1: just like some sort of sad Sarah McLaughlin commercial. It's like <laughs> one out of every three robots I is turned into a shit robot.
0: <laughs> For
1: just $2 a day, you can make sure it's no safe. shit robots <laughs> are ever abused again.
0: <laughs> oh, the future. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios.
1: We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's K-F-U-X. Peace. Ciao.
0: This has been a Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast.